your pricing model should compensate you appropriately, not only for your cost, but your for your time, energy, and brain damage, which will then allow you to provide great customer service. So the customer is buying on value, not on price, and you are getting the appropriate value. Hi, welcome to another episode of Bakhtari MD. As you know, the season, we're going to be talking about Crash CEO School, where we give you all the skill sets you will need to run an organization professionally, minimizing all the learning curve that you have to go through to become a great leader, hopefully, by deploying some of these strategies that we've talked about this season to give you a really running start. So, you know, in my last episode, we talked about how to select a company, and I'll put a link for that. But one thing that I think gets often overlooked is when you start a company, how to price yourself for your products and services. In my last video, I talked about how often your pricing, if you do it incorrectly, will be determined by the field that you're in, that your competitors, and we talked about how not to do that, how not to get into a field where your competitors are going to be selecting your pricing for you because it's just the way it is. Rather, you make your competitors irrelevant and you basically come up with your own pricing based on what we're going to talk about today. And really, when it comes to pricing, instead of calling it pricing for a product or service, and it doesn't matter what what you are if you're you know, doing tax uh, prep or doing, you know, insurance, whatever. Pricing is not simply pricing. Pricing is really value. And I think when people hear value, they think about, oh, the value you're going to give the customers, which is very important. But more importantly, I like to turn the whole thing on its head and talk about the value in terms of what it brings to your company. Meaning, when you select a price, There's a value to the customer you're selling it, and hopefully you're selling on value, but there's also a value of what that is worth to you, not only in dollars and cents, but but over the things I'm going to go over. So let's talk about what goes into pricing slash value and how these factors should help help you determine your pricing model. So the first thing people think about pricing is they look at their margin, right? So they say, okay... This tire has a cost of goods uh, to me of this. I need to make 20%, so the price is going to be that. But that's not really the best way to look at it because there's other things involved than your cost of goods. I mean, of course, there's overhead, so there's you know indirect costs that you're going to need. But even beyond the indirect costs, that, you know, salaries and all that, I get that. But at the end of the day, you will have a gross margin and a net margin. But that's not the whole story. And when you're starting a business, I think people just think that is the whole story. There's other things involved, and I'm going to go through them. Number number, well, the first thing is the margin. Number two is the time, right? Uh, If I am selling a product that literally somebody orders from my website, it gets drop shipped from a third company, I basically, and, and I get paid automatically, and the money goes into authorize.net, it gets deposited in my bank account, 
and I rarely get any customer support questions. Uh, obviously, the time on that is minimal to, to none versus the extreme portion of time where a customer signs up, uh, they need to have a full onboarding, they're going to have multiple visits, multiple questions. Uh, the sale process is going to take four visits or an hour-long conversation or appointment. So the time it takes to get that margin is part of the equation. So I think when people say, oh, well, you know, we're going to make you know, selling these vacuum cleaners, we're going to make $500. But if it takes you an hour, two hours, three hours to do a demo of it, and I'm just making that up, that's not the same as if you just had it on a website, somebody did a couple of clicks and ordered it and got it. So I think when you look at pricing, you also have to look at the time factor. Next thing is the energy, which is similar to time but it's also different. Sometimes things take time, but other things take a lot of energy. You know, you really have, okay, how are we gonna approach this client? Do we come at it this way, that way? Maybe we use this approach, We it, and, and other things that's involved. So if it's gonna suck a lot of energy out of your staff to make one sale, right? And a lot of back and forth, a lot of emails, a lot of answering questions, a lot of Zooms, all of that, besides taking time, sucks a lot of energy out of the staff, which is fine. And, it, and if it makes sense, of course, you should spend that energy. But the time and energy you spend are going to be other factors. The next thing, which is, again, they're all related, is what I call brain damage. How much brain damage is going to be involved in making this sale? And, you know, when I talk about brain damage, I'm talking about doing it right. In other words, to provide excellent customer service. What are we going to have to do? Cutting back on customer service so you minimize the brain damage is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about to do it correctly and to be a top-notch business and provide great customer service and blow your competitors away. You know, what kind of customer support is involved in selling this product? How many interactions do you need to have with the customers? You know, are there a certain percentage of them that are going to be returned? Are there going to be certain percentages that are going to complain or it wasn't what they thought it would be or what have you? So when you look at a product and what you want to sell for, you have to factor in the margin, the time, the energy, and the overall brain damage to kind of get the sale done and be over with it. So when people say you should sell on value, I agree with that. There has to be tremendous value for the customer, but there has to be tremendous value for you. And when I say value for you, I almost think of it as an equation. So think of as value for your business as a function of your net margin on the product divided by Time, energy, and brain damage. Obviously, there's a number at which almost anything is worth selling, right? If the price is high enough, which gives you a high enough value, which gives you a high enough margin, then what's in the denominator can be forgiven. But I don't think many people think of that when they look at pricing. They look at pricing and say, well, we're going to make $100 every time we sell one of these. Isn't that amazing? Maybe. Maybe that's amazing. But maybe it's not so amazing right? Because when you factor in the time, energy, and the brain damage involved, all of a sudden that $100 is not going to seem as appealing versus the same $100 where somebody literally 
order something on your website, gets drop shipped from someone, you don't even know it happened. Obviously, that's the other extreme. Now, I, I'm not suggesting that you can't have any time or energy or uh, brain damage. I'm simply saying that the margin needs to reflect value for you for putting up that time, energy, and brain damage. So if the margin is appropriate for what you and your staff are going to put into it, then that's valuable to you. The flip side, of course, is you have to bring value to your customers. And by value, I mean, again, beyond just price, right? For them, value is not just price. It's but what are they getting? The the quality of the product, uh, the customer service, the support behind it, the professionalism. So ideally, when you're starting a, a business, you need to look at value both ways. What is the? You need to provide provide tremendous value to the clients, but then you need, or your pricing should reflect tremendous value to you and your company, right? Because if you have, if it makes sense for you based on the price you're charging. You can pay your people well. You can take care of them. They're going to be happier. They're going to have more upward mobility. They're going to take care of the customers better. So if there is no, if the value is not big enough for you, then you you wind up losing, even though your margins may be terrific. Why hasn't getting a simple laboratory test been as easy as ordering something online? Well, now it is. With three simple steps on enationaltesting.com, you can have your laboratory test ordered, go in for testing the same day, and get your results quickly, right to your email. Enational testing is fast, convenient, and confidential. Begin taking charge of your health today with Enational Testing's complete healthcare panels and easy to understand results at over 2,000 locations nationwide. No matter who you are, where you are in the United States, or what your health concerns are, eNational Testing is your comprehensive resource for laboratory testing services. It's time to focus on yourself. Let us do the hard work for you. eNational Testing. Easy, convenient, and tailored to your health needs. So how do you address this concept of having big enough margins so that it's the value is worth it to you. You know, one interesting way to kind of look at it is imagine you're selling a product for a hundred dollars, or let's call it, let's say two hundred dollars, and you're actually your margin is fifty percent, uh, your your gross margin is fifty percent, so you're keeping a hundred dollars of that, and you're selling a thousand of those products a month, right? Well, you know. If you say to yourself, okay, what would happen if we raise the price or double the price? So if you double the price of that product and you wind up selling 33% less product, right? So you try it. So it's like an A-B kind of experiment. So you double the price of the product and then you wind up selling a third less. Well, yes, maybe you're going to sell less units, but in terms of your net revenue divided by time, energy, and brain damage, because if you're selling one-third less revenue on a product that requires a lot of time, energy, uh, and brain damage, but you're doubling your margin on each sale, 
it kind of makes sense to do it. So the sweet spot for pricing, besides just you know having a good margin, is figuring out what is the price that you know you'll have potentially less sales, but you will actually the amount you increase the price will offset the net sales and more. And I think that's easier said than done because I think many people don't have the luxury of doing this. Most people do not have the luxury of saying, listen, you know, I'm going to double my price and my sales will only fall by one third, right? Because you could double your price and your sales could fall 90%. So this goes really back to you providing tons of value. So when you double the price, even at double the price, you're giving so much value to the customer that it's worth it. And then, of course, going to my last video is, of course, if you're going to provide such great value and nobody else is providing this value and you don't really have competitors because of uh, the, the business you've chosen, you can then tweak your pricing that gives you tremendous value to the customer, gives tremendous value to you, makes the customer happy. What prevents people from doing this, of course, is if they're in a red ocean where they're competing with a lot of other people and the people that get the business are the lowest priced people generally in, in some of these sectors. So this is what you give up when you don't follow what I said in my last video, which is select a business where your competitors are irrelevant. Because if your competitors are not irrelevant and they are relevant, then your pricing model can't really do what I'm describing here. Your pricing model should compensate you appropriately, not only for your cost, but your, for your time, energy, and brain damage, which will then allow you to provide great customer service. So the customer is buying on value, not on price, and you are getting the appropriate value, meaning in terms of revenue, for what you're putting in. That is like the perfect marriage. And the customers, I think, realize this. I think they realize when they're dealing with a business that has healthy enough margins that allow them to provide great customer service. What interrupts this equation is when you can't do that, when you've selected the wrong business, right? Because like I said in my last video, you selected the, you were in landscaping, so you decided to start a landscaping company. That may be good, but you're, if you're the 50th landscaping company in a 10 mile radius, Guess what? I don't think you can deploy this strategy. You're just to get to steal the clients from those other people. You will have to be the lowest person or one of the lowest person price. And you will not be able to factor this value for you, which is how much time and energy where it's going to take. Okay. So I think that in itself connected to the last video gives you the idea. Similar to what we're talking about, which is, you know, coming up with the right pricing is also selecting your client base, right? So if you have a lot of products and services, right, and there is a certain client base or you're, or you're selling to a certain client base that requires tons of customer support, four or five meetings to set it up, uh, to answer questions, 20% returns, what have you. So besides selecting pricing that brings value to you, you also have to pick a product that you're selling to a customer base that has the maximal value to you, right? So the customer base will also be it. So let's say you decide that 
you're going to be a landscaper, but you're only going to do commercial landscaping for huge corporations versus, uh, you know, tiny little residential houses and what have you. Depending on what that market's like, okay, the client base maybe for a corporate account, you know, may be much better potentially than, you know, 10 houses or 15 houses where you're going to have a much more potentially time, energy, and brain damage versus a corporate account. So again, I'm making that up. I don't know. But in selling and understanding what field you're going to and who you're going to be selling to, that also is a factor in terms of maximizing value to your business. You know, are there people that pay on time? Do residential people pay as quickly as corporate accounts? Will you have to have a bigger building department? Uh, you know, are residential uh, maybe corporate accounts will pay by ACH, so you don't have to chase after them. Versus residential, you have to you know pick up checks and what have you. These, this all goes to brain damage. It all goes to the, the the amount of work you're going to have to do. So if you want to tie it in with what we talked about last week and this week, you have to understand you have to select a business ideally that your competitors are relevant, and then you have to come up with pricing that gives value to you as well as the customer. And lastly, you have to pick the right customer base that brings you value too because the customer base, depending on how often you have to chase them down, you know, how easy it's going to be to interact with them with the minimum amount of communication, uh, how easy it is to collect the revenue, all of these will be part of the equation. So I hope that helps you. I think Understanding now, selecting a business that your competitors are irrelevant and you can do pricing in a way that brings value to you, that brings value to the customers, and then select a customer base that brings the maximal, maximum value to you. Okay, I hope you like that. If you like content like this, please comment, like, and subscribe, and I will see you on the next video. Thank you so much.